All right. I can't wait any longer. We have a huge week um, this week. Uh, lots has happened. Taking a sip of my beverage, I'm drinking a Coca-Cola Zero. Um, yeah, we had a lot going on this week. I mean, let's just take a quick peek at the mega thread. I don't want to see what's going on. We're gonna we're gonna rush into the show today just because um, I'm so excited about what's going on. And we had some breaking news happen just an hour ago. All sorts of things going on. Um, so let's take a let's take a quick peek here um, at what's happening. Uh, so this week we're gonna be talking about Galaxy, of course. The app launched after literally years of waiting and hoping and all that kind of stuff. And now we finally have um, Galaxy. And I got to say, it's a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways, but I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, and the needs improvement. Um, this is a review of Galaxy that I want to give today. And it's going to be interesting because I've got Solo, the CEO of Galaxy, stopping by. So I've never actually reviewed a product or service with the with the founder of that um, company at the table. So that'll be interesting. But I'm really looking forward to talking to uh, Solo. I had him on the show on episode 83 um, a couple weeks ago. So this is going to be a great episode because I don't want to talk about anything with him from April 10th or before. You know what I mean? Like, I already chatted about all that with him on episode 83, so go and listen to it. We're going to be talking about the future and uh, unpacking the Galaxy app, um, which is going to be interesting. I think he's just uh, wrap up. I think he's tuning into an apartment right now, so shout out to that guy. Um, we've got a lot of other news, too. We've got um, Shenhan Bank released some details in a presentation regarding their recent stablecoin remittance kind of proof of concept. Um, and that was really interesting. I got a bunch of notes from that. A really uh, fascinating interview that the HBAR Bull did, he published on Friday. Um, he had Elaine and Shane from the HBAR Foundation and kind of like drilled down a bit on what exactly is going on over there. Um, what are the numbers that we've been asking for? How do things work? Um, and maybe kind of what do they feel they could have done better? So it was actually like I was honestly a little bit surprised at how candid um, the interview was. And there were more questions that were raised in my mind, but I thought it was decent. We're going to talk about, oh, the uh, the Algorand and Hedera thing. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but we'll have to we'll have to see. I don't like it when crypto communities are, um, you know, bickering. We don't need it, but uh, interesting nonetheless, because it basically you know it what the afterproduct of it was is um, one from UCL um, basically published a giant Twitter thread breaking down details and stuff of the of the paper and everything so it was like really like so many interesting insights from that uh, we're gonna talk about uh, fresh supply they had a couple they had some news here Um some other non-related Hedera stuff, some other Hedera-related stuff, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, real quick, um, maybe uh, King Solomon, I don't know if you're free right now, but I'm just, uh, I know that um, 
Solo's going to stop by. So I was wondering if you had five minutes maybe to just touch on the breaking news today that um, Drop appeared as a, um, I guess, as a service provider for FedNow. So we've got a kind of FedNow Hedera potential connection. So just in kind of like the the five minutes we have here, I'm, uh, you were just doing a space as I was listening. Really interesting stuff. So like, what what's the headline here? It's crazy. I mean, I think it's... Um... I don't know. Where do you start? Uh, I think going and looking at the verbiage that the CEO of Drop uses that Hedera leverages on their sites, right, is the first thing that you should be doing because obviously they're they're leveraging Hedera proper, like the ledger. You know, they're 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 kind of agnostic. It seems like in certain regards, but they're their assets they utilize are USD, USDC, and HBAR, and they're built on top of um, the Hedera network. So then go and read on explore.fednow.org which drop is the newest service provider um within the federal uh, federal reserves fednow instant payments platform um read that verbatim and look at look at hedera.com forward slash users forward slash d-r-o-p-p and then read the um what's actually going to be facilitated within the fed now from drop as well. And I mean, you kind of see where it's going. Um, it talks about being built out on a, you know, uh, high throughput, low latency network, which is obviously Hedera. They don't mention Hedera directly, but we know that that's Hedera. Um, it mentions digital wallets. It mentions FTs. It mentions, you know, B2B, B2C, um, all the things that you would want to kind of be mentioned and just kind of crazy to see, now, I should preface this by saying, Brandon, like there's, you know, if you look at all of the service providers within the FedNow showcase, there's like 108. Um, yeah, I'm on the site now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through. I did, and it's... I did a gigantic deep dive into probably 90 of them last August. Okay. Um, and there was nothing directly tied to, like there's some that have relationships to some, some DLTs and things like that. Nothing directly tied. Cypherium is another direct DLT integration into FedNow. Um, they leverage like, or or maybe forks like the uh, Interledger protocol stuff that, that Ripple developed, stuff like that. Outside of that, I mean, you don't see like any direct DLT companies. And this is actually really interesting to me. If you read through Drop's description of what they're doing within the FedNow service provider showcase aspects, like right on the FedNow site, it's really the first time that I've seen like it being fully Web3, fully crypto, fully digital wallets, like after even doing that deep dive. So even all their service descriptions, because that's what Drop does, right? And then it talks about micropayments and all that other stuff, too. And they're the newest service provider. So I thought it was – this isn't saying HBAR is going to the moon or any of that crap. It's just saying that should be a big validation of the technology um, in and of itself to be integrated into the now stuff. So. That's the whole thing is it's like, it's just about um, finding those those breadcrumbs and just like, as we've learned in this space, you know, these enterprise, um, like real world use case things take a long time. And um, I think that really it's just about, are there, are, you know, are there any connections um, other, you know, elsewhere in the ecosystem, like I know, uh, on the EM tech website, I, I had, uh, Carmel from EM tech on the show recently. And even on their website, it's like, they are 
um, working with or partnered with in some capacity, you know, the U.S. Federal Reserve and stuff like that. So there are all these um, Hedera, like like um, projects, startups, or enterprises using Hedera or adjacent to Hedera that are having these multiple points. Like we always see the Microsoft logo on places, and it's like you can only speculate. There isn't really any tangible um, clarity on like whether Hedera is being used in a lot of these cases. But it's always interesting to you know see another point of confirmation. I think that's what gets people excited is something heading in that direction. But you're 100% correct is like, there's also other L1s referenced in there, stuff like that. Well, yeah, not, well, I mean, not in the FedNow stuff. There's not really any, there's no other. Oh. Yeah, there's not really any other layer ones ever mentioned in any of the FedNow stuff mm. ever. Um, Cypherium is a block, is like a micro cap. Um, oh, okay. And they're integrated in too, but they're leveraging like Interledger protocol and all that stuff. But like, there's not really any direct layer ones mentioned. I think Cypherium has their own coin. I mean, that's not financial advice either. I don't hold it right now. Um, but I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that like you can get breadcrumbs just from reading. Like you, like if you're in this space and you're trying to do well in the space and you're trying to learn about the space and how stuff's going to be integrated. I mean, it's very easy to go and look at what Drop is doing, leveraging the Hedera network, and go to Hedera's site and just read simple things, and then read what's actually on the FedNow site. A lot of the thing, a lot of the times, you'll you'll see people just trying to polarize every aspect of every announcement ever without reading anything, and it's like to me that's that's like a bastardization of like why we're even here. It's like that's great, you might get a lot of eyes on it, but you're also spreading a lot of you know craziness, like. It's very easy to read for two minutes about what what the FedNow is saying and what Drop is doing with FedNow right on the FedNow site, and to read how Drop is integrated. Drop is you know built on Hedera, you know. So when you see in the Fed on the FedNow site that they're leveraging um, a distributed ledger that has you know very high throughput, very low latency, things like that. If you do enough due diligence and you, and you know how to read for two minutes of your life, you know. You can go on a Hedera site and realize, oh, this is actually totally they're talking about Hedera here. They might not mention it, but you know, you know, you know that stuff because then you then you're not connecting dots. You're just literally understanding how these different announcements are coming out from different you know organizations. So I think that it should be said that a lot of people leverage announcements like this. And I'm sure you'll see stuff coming out where people are like, H, you know, I created the space, H bar in the Federal Reserve question mark. But you'll see actual like space like videos and stuff like that where people aren't even like reading and they're just like h bar is going to be used in the fed and it's like it's not really the case you know it's an opportunity to learn and kind of like start to understand like when you when you start off in the hedera ecosystem and you're kind of excited about that technology it branches off into all new places where i'm just learning about how all sorts of different things work just through the curiosity of hedera so it's like it's fun to see these connections and it's exciting but you really kind of have to be careful how far you take it because unless you have something tangible, yeah, you're right. It's like, we can get excited, but at the end of the day, it, you know, you, it, it's really, you have to keep that um, research hat on. Like, that's why I love your approach to a lot of stuff is you're really like, it's about research. It's about um, building up that knowledge and, and more the journey and not the destination, you know? hundred percent. I've got to give a shout out before I hop down here. Cause I know you've got, you, you've got your space coming on. Um, to solo with uh, everything within Galaxy, it's it's been amazing to watch you guys launch everything else. The platform 
is is great um i'm looking forward to the new iterations of what you guys push out in the near future as well and brandon this is your show man so i'm gonna hop back down to listener and uh yeah check out the uh go to the fed now service provider showcase um i think brandon penned it and look at what drop's doing and then just do a simple google search of d-r-o-p-p and then hedera and see where it's built and what's being leveraged and uh make make your own decisions about what might be coming down the pike um yeah awesome and uh shout solos shout out to you brandon as well i'm gonna hop down to listener so appreciate you boss right on this is great yeah it's it's so crazy when you got breaking news in the ecosystem i i I recommend everyone give king solomon a follow if you aren't already i mean probably most folks are that are tuning in but um give him a follow just because he has that dedication to the research there's no fluff it's kind of you know it's it's stupid it's kind of like a dare where it's like it's the it's all about the substance. It's like let's not worry about the hype. So huge shout out to uh, King Solomon on that. But solo, this is awesome to have you, man. I've been uh, using Galaxy uh, for years, but now it feels like I'm using it just for the first time. Like actually having everybody in there from like the HBAR community, then all kinds of like these new faces, and it's just like it's it's really interesting. Um, and it's probably been a pretty wild experience for you. Like, does it feel weird for you guys? Like now it's like live now after after like all these years? Yeah. Uh appreciate you for having me. I always love talking to the community. I've been doing spaces like for the last couple of days. It's been so fun. It's been almost like euphoric. Like I feel like it's uh you know, I, I mean I think in terms of how does it feel, it feels like the Hedera ecosystem is connected. Like it's just so interesting how I feel like galaxy and what our job was is to connect people and originally it started off with the focus being creators to fans you know like very much so that how do you make money and if you remember the original applications you know they were tough to use um they were better than most crypto applications but it was it was just a decent crypto app um but now we wanted to take it to a level of polish and professionalism that people are familiar and accustomed to and really rival what that experience looks like and so we made the really tough decision after raising the 26 million strategic round to delay our launch even you know a year or even longer there was the potential you know for the project to get delayed again and we were lucky and happy to be able to roll it out um but i think it just it feels euphoric right like i feel like it very much so represents like what the ethos of hedera is people are just hanging out in there what's up patches i see him in there it's like probably the most active person in there and it's fucking amazing to see just because we always wanted to have that sort of thing and i also feel like we have something that brings us together that other people are going to want um, and I think it's exciting to see how we can leverage it to even grow our own ecosystem within Hedera and kind of make it so that, you know, Galaxy is one of those things and mainstays for why you choose to come into Hedera and build on Hedera and like the utility that's afforded to NFT projects and things like that, um, you know, within the space. I think we're, we're a platform that helps enhance it. You know, we, we want to try and play Magic Johnson LeBron, like in the ecosystem, not from like being important, but like more like. We want to make people better. We want to be the, the platform that makes other projects better. Um, and we want to enhance, you know, what people are able to offer uh, within the ecosystem. And, 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 and that's why I'm being so true and uh, true to Hedera. Right on. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big piece of that. And I mean, for folks not familiar, I mean, Galaxy, you know, has been, you know, developing the ecosystem for a long time. It's finally live and they're kind of addressing this creator economy that's valued at $250 billion dollars. And there's like 200 million people that are a part of that kind of creator group. And as a creator myself in the music world, it's like all you really want to do is exchange value between you and your fan or your customer or whatever. But there's always like 
um, a centralized like middleman kind of thing. And I like the idea of a social platform, a digital wallet, um, blurring the lines between like what a tw- what a Twitter or now X can be, and and a or a Patreon or a Cameo, and like it's just been really interesting to use that app and see actual money start to flow uh, back and forth. And I mean, now that now that people have kind of had a ch- had a chance to use the app, what would you say is like the biggest piece of feedback that you've got so far? That kind of like you start up, you kind of want to start diving into where you're like, ah, that's the next thing we want to take care of. Uh, to be honest, I think it's one of those things where like the application, to be honest, it's the team is very surprised to be honest, like very surprised. We didn't know if it was going to go that well. We didn't know if it was going to go like, you know, if it was going to be glitchy or stable, we just never tested it at scale. The team is 15 people, right? So like 15 people put that application together. Um, and so like, you know, Chad Weston's the only designer we have. So like he's that you know it's it's a very neat like uh, I would like to equate our team to like a bunch of like uh, Navy Seals like that's very much how we have like a bunch of key players that make some really great plays for us um, and so like even so we just we didn't we didn't know what to expect um, but I think what was most surprising was the fact that I think the level of polish was so far and above what people expected that like the things that our people are nitpicking are just like not MVP things <laughs> like you know what I mean like it's. It's great. It's a great problem. It's like people are comparing it immediately to X. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, is it the next best blue sky? Like people skip blue sky. They're like, oh, this thing can be above that. Um, and so I think that's been interesting to see just because it does so much. Um, and I think it's also been interesting to see that like a lot of the features people are requesting are like, you know, things because the demographic of people in there is very much so H barbarians. And like in the coming months, it's like, how do we launch these creators and get their shops up and going and allow them and enable them to go sell to their distribution, you know, the, the, their lines of distribution, that's kind of the second step of this. But despite it being heavily H barbarians, a lot of the features people were requesting were things that were like sort of web two social and like they wanted to, you know, use the platform, not like as a additional utility to what would round out like a suite of apps to use, like a Twitter or Instagram and TikTok and you use all these different social channels for everything else. It's kind of like people are like, no, like I would like to use this as a primary social channel in order to do that. I need these things, um, which I think is a beautiful thing to see. So we've been really excited about, you know, the faith that people put in the project. Uh, obviously, it takes a long time. You know, a lot of the the sentiments on the Internet were very interesting like a month ago, right? People were like, oh, is the project diminishing? Is it a thing? Is someone just talking on the Internet and stuff? And it's just you can't rush quality like we wanted it to be like what it was. Um, and, you know, there's still bugs there and there. It's not a perfect application. There's a lot of smoothing out we want to do. DMs doesn't have a lot of animations that we want it. We want it to feel like, you know, iMessage and things like that. So I expect a lot of improvements to like the messaging capabilities, the wallet to wallet capabilities and things like that. I love that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can definitely, it's a, it, it's a good problem to have when people are nitpicking about like, you know, like a lack of an animation in a DM or something like that. Like that's, that's a good problem to have. And I mean, um, the other side to this is like, there, you can talk about like later in the show. I'm going to talk. I'm going to take a bit of a deep dive into into the app and stuff. But I mean, when you talk about what's here already, and you look at you know like all oh, the things you like or maybe what could be improved. There's also that third category of like it gets you thinking about what could be possible. And that's one thing that surprised me diving into the app is like um, just seeing the posts about ideas people have for certain features like i know patch is listening down there has been doing that a lot and everything and it's like 
the team is just kind of responding like, oh, that's a good idea. This is a good idea. It just has a really, it has like this momentum to it. And I mean, one thing you said specifically out of the blue that I found interesting was you said, um, and, and Chad is your desire. You said, this is 50% of what Chad has designed. So basically implying that we're seeing 50% maybe, of what you guys maybe, have probably less. So okay, probably okay, less. okay. To be honest, 100% oh, wow. probably less, like, to be honest. It's a feature factory. It's a that, ton of things. Crazy. It's like one of those things where like, we really thought about it. And so like when we took the MVP approach, like even some of the features that were in the original iOS app uh, aren't in there because we just decided to not ship it for an MVP. But like, for instance, like stories used to be in the old app. Like we have that. It's still being worked on. Oh, right, Remember, right. we actually even had like the, we have the back end to like spaces done like maybe 70% of it. Um, still need to work on the front end stuff. But like, like I said, everything we want to ship is we want it to be at the level of like, what you would use, right? Like, so like, you know, the, the, you know, the social feed and the stuff that you have at Calcio is like pretty robust for like a general MVP. Um, we've explored the idea of reposts and things like that. It's kind of interesting because it's like, you know, you want to have that type of feature, but at the same time, it's like, Calcio is kind of its own thing. It's not necessarily meant to be like Twitter. It, we never really wanted it to be like Twitter, um, to be honest, but the bigger opportunities of Twitter audience really loves the platform. So it's kind of like, you know, so, uh, finding, you know, finding where we want to fit in and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, we, we, I would say it's probably 50% of what it is. And like, you know, that's not including things like DeFi and like all the other possibilities. It's, we want an approach that's commercial, right? The commercial that you guys saw when we dropped it, like didn't say anything about crypto. It didn't feel like anything like crypto. You know, we envision a world where a bunch of regular people are actually using wallets and Hedera and things like that. So it's, it's going to be exciting to figure out what features we can use and create and build. Uh, using Web3 technology to like enable those behaviors, right? Like sending and receive, uh, you know, sending crypto through DM is going to be coming quite soon. Uh, to be honest, it's pretty far down the hatch, uh, but we, like in terms of how far we worked on it, but like sending crypto is going to be as easy as like, you know, you have tipping, that's really cool, but I want Brandon to be able to send $5 to his friend like he would on Venmo, right? Through DMs, right? Like that's going to be the coming pretty soon. Um, so things like that are going to make it even easier to, 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 to justify why you come here and use Galaxy. Right on. Okay. I, I love that. Yeah. I love the, the, um, the energy when it comes to new features. Cause one thing also that you said, I might bring, um, I might bring patches up real quick. Um, just because I know patches was, re was requesting earlier, but there's one thing that was really interesting because the, the, the hook, the hook of Galaxy is, um, something that you've said before that, that just real, I think resonates with so many people, which is it's DMS with superpowers and the, I think that just the getting the basics right for DMs is is so important, and um, the the just the basic experience of sending DMs in Galaxy has that smoothness that you'd expect, and I think that was that was really surprising. Is like when I first started using those those uh, early kind of alphas and betas, I was like even even a year ago it was kind of surprising the polish on there, and it was like that's great, but the 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 thing that I think people are now looking to is like. Oh my God! You have crypto. You have Web three. You have all these things. Group DMs. Oh my God! And like the the ideas that get going around that. I, just before I throw it to patches, I was just interested. Solo, like just on the on the group DM um, headspace. It, it obviously must be top of mind for you guys, being the this the superpower DM company. Yeah, I would say that if you think about it, the DM with superpower. Where does that come from? And so I think the way you think about it is taking a step back, what are peer-to-peer -peer networks for? They connect people, right? And so for us, we were like, okay, 
we want to connect creators to fans and exchange value blockchain. Boom. Makes sense. And then we were like, okay, what if we, you know, in the old app, you actually had to click like on the, like on, uh, the star, uh, you would have to go to like send a request. You'd go to their page. And the only way you could do that would be from there. But in Galaxy, you can actually do buzz a lot of the request management stuff through DMs, like 70, like 50% of the like work, <laughs> like the code is DMs, <laughs> like to be honest, like in the management stuff, if you haven't yet done a video call, I recommend trying to do so with one of your friends. It's really good. It's high quality. It feels like FaceTime on there. Um, but we, uh, you know, created that environment to be able to exchange all different types of values. So sending crypto through DM is the same place you want to send a picture, the same place you want to send an NFT, the same place you want to send a request to have a creator come to your house and, you know, perform on your, you know, balcony to your, you know, because you're proposing to your wife, whatever it is, we want to create an easy way for people to exchange that value for them. And so, um, you know, when you're talking about group chats and things like that, you know, there's endless possibilities. You know, it's the first app that has a crypto wallet attached to it. You can very easily send, you know, or airdrop entities to your community. That's something that we could teach like creators and like, you know, think Patreon and all the types of little treats you give to your fans and that kind of stuff. What if we web threeify them through a web threeify them through airdrop technology, but make it accessible in a way that people are used to giving people shit. You know what I mean? Like we want to build that kind of stuff that makes it really easy and turnkey to do this stuff. Um, so that's, you know, group chats are one, but then also just one to many, everything is like what we want to do. We want people to go live. Like we, there's so many things, <laughs> so many things. I'm get yeah, I'm getting the, I'm getting the sense that whenever there's a feature request or an idea, the answer from you guys is like, uh, yes, hold on. You know what I mean? Like it's very, it's very kind of like, there's a lot in the pipeline that you got that you're kind of highly specialized tight team is getting to. Um, so it's exciting. Like it's an MVP for sure. But I think that because it's more polished than expected things, people's expectations all of a sudden shot up, which is definitely exciting patches. I wanted to, to throw it to you from it just cause you're a, you're a galaxy super user. You're my galaxy idol. Um, and I wanted to maybe get your, your, your hot take on galaxy so far. Yeah, no, yeah. Thanks for having me up, and I think I think it's just well deserved flowers at at the beginning. Like the trajectory of everything you guys have been doing over the last three years, and then the culmination of that launch. Um, it's it the it's the worst part of being an engineer, but the the fact that nothing really happened, <laughs> like there wasn't any. Um, oh, that happened, but we'll fix that in the future. It was just smooth, at least from my experience. And, you know, uh, flowers to, to the design. I've, I've been in a UX designer for like seven, eight years, and I, I really am nitpicky about it. And it's just like, instead of finding little things that I dislike, I find little things that are why my experience feels good. Like the hat flip around when you bring up the post, the slight animation that's not <laughs> linear but has like a slow um, exponential curve on how it places like those three things right to the left. Like um, it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you remember path, but I loved path. And it was because they mm -hmm. did this, they did the same thing where they, they knew that the experience um, is, is a hundred percent. Everything that happens to, to the user's uh, screen was thought of. And you, you feel that even if you're not a designer. And I think that's why, the elevated feel is what as I would, I would argue I'm addicted to it. Um, I am still like recovering from a surgery I had on Monday. Um, so I'm in my bed with like ice packs <laughs> and it's easy to just like go around this, this app and it's really engaging um, to see where it can go. Cause 
I know you didn't plan for Twitter to kind of like burn its own IP down. And I would argue from my perspective, rebrand in the worst way possible by becoming a variable and a close icon instead of like a dictionary branded different IP that everyone knows what a tweet is. Right. And in that, I, I, I have to restart this app every day. I get, I was just on spaces with Frank D gods for the first time and I couldn't talk or hear anyone I had bumped down. I never could talk to him. And then you go over to galaxy and it's like, everything is smooth. All of the user expectations are met and exceeded. And that juxtaposition between this powerhouse brand that's existed for, you know, decades and an, what you say is an MVP in this point, like, you know, pop props to you. Cause I just, this is like a high class MVP in, in my perspective. Um, and then it's just exciting to see where it goes, knowing that Hedera's underlining. I think it's, you know, Brandon and me like geek out and like, okay, so you can like create a DM of DAOs that have like um, votes based on signatures of transactions. Like it just continually goes down the, the thought process when you understand intimately how uh, Hedera works and how you have fully abstracted that in the, I mean, I mean obviously the, the seed phrase in the beginning, but other than that, you really fully abstracted that this is a crypto application to regular users. And I can onboard, and I did, I had I had a, a lunch day with two friends and I onboarded them to Galaxy and they aren't tech people and it was easy. And like that, that to me was the real life use case of, I know you guys had this targeted market of creators um, specific, like you said, like an ancillary app. And I think you accidentally created something much, much, much bigger in potential where we're not going to have to live in like an ad revenue, hyperbolic polarization to get clicks. But, but yeah, it's instead like you just take a little bit of the actions that happen on it and you have valuable content. You can have small little subgroups of 100 people who like a content creator. And that is enough for that creator to continue to create. It's like it's that that step in the next direction of how web three becomes tangible. And I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm impressed, man. I'm <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I think the one thing I would say in definitely a lot of nice words and I, we appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the work you're helping us do, which is helping us try and find product market fit in real time. Obviously that's something that comes over time, but like, I appreciate the questions you guys are asking the discourse, good, bad, and whatever. Like I actually love the criticisms um, too. And there are some, so like definitely not a perfect app, uh, have a lot of room to grow. Oh, also see that Cooper's in the uh, in the crowd. Cooper's a huge contributor to our project as well. Um, definitely couldn't have done it without his support and obviously uh, knowledge. But um, to talk more about Galaxy again, like I think a lot of what we are is we also are like just a social network, right? Like we connect people. And that's like kind of different than social media, right? Like when you think about a social media company, it's an ad agency. It's like media, it's like just popular media. The incentives are so bad because like even though X introduced you know, uh, monetized tweets and things like that. It just has created this area, this like this pit of like, you know, clickbait, hate, and this kind of stuff that's going to drive views and get you paid. Um, whereas Calico doesn't really need to do that because it just connects people really well and takes the service to, 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 to do so where it makes sense. Um, you know, certain things we don't take fees on. For instance, like if you're going to send crypto to your friend, I don't need to get paid off that, right? Like it's not what we were here for. Um, and so I think for us, like, you know, the, the, the best thing about Galaxy right now, in my personal opinion, is that it feels like a true social network and app where it's just a community of people connecting. Like I'm so excited that Lehman joined today. It would be cool for him to, you know, talk to all the Hedera community people and stuff, but there's not a single app in the platform and it's like so refreshing. You can spend hours in it just scrolling, connecting, seeing what this person did over their weekend, whatever discourse and people in the community thought about it. So it's very much so just like a, a true network of connecting people without having the intrusiveness of like ads and 
traditional incentive models ruining the experience for like the end user. Yeah, I think that there's there we're starting to see some misalignment. I think it's the business plan of an X or a Facebook or whatever is like very restrictive to. It feels like they're going to have to work their way backwards. And you guys are kind of already there. You started a bit behind the pack, but you're able to take a completely different direction, which is, I think, like a, a, an opportunity, a bit of an unfair advantage in a lot of ways. <laughs> unfair is relative. 28, black, young kid. It's kind of hard. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. No, no, I'm, joking. I'm, joking. I'm, joking. I'm just talking right, right. <laughs> I, I'm, talking. I'm talking about Galaxy because, to be honest, when you look at um, X and... Um, any of these other apps, when when we start to see the tide shift and people start to talk, instead of talking about Galaxy competing with X, but like X competing with apps like Galaxy, then it's going to be like, they're, they're going to have to do so much backtracking and, and all, like these user bases of hundreds of millions or billions of people already have these patterns and, and stuff. They're going to have to like completely re-onboard all their users it's just it's so exciting to see you guys starting off like fresh you know what i mean it's it's like it's really, really? yeah we're, we're super excited there's definitely a long way to go like we, we we just got here so it's it's about building the community we appreciate all the effort and focus whatever we can do as a community to branch outside of our community obviously we have the hedera community strong that's where we always be that will always be uh, my personal favorite community, but the goal is obviously to grow and scale. And so introducing this to your friends, we need to get rid of tribalism and like continue to expand um, to better uh, to, to, to better introduce other ecosystems to our ecosystem uh, just so they can continue to grow and the project will get the life it needs. And, you know, this isn't a win for Hedera or anything. I mean, it is, but it's also a win for Web3, right? Like there's a world where like the easiest wallet to use is Calcium. Right. Like there's a very real world right. where the easiest wallet that somebody used for commercial reasons is Cality. The same way that you have social money sitting in your Venmo account because you don't always take your money out of your Venmo account and stuff. What's stopping that from being TVL stuck on Hedera? Right. Like there's no reason why that can't be the case. I just have to, you know, chat. I, we just have to think about it. Chat has to design it and we have to go and build it in a way that makes it fun and easy to use, which is the hard part. That takes three, five, seven hundred years. <laughs> but all all jokes aside, like you know, that's 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 the key. That's amazing. Well, I don't I don't want to keep you too long because I know you you've uh, you probably got some stuff to do. But um, just a one thing that was interesting that I definitely is is probably in the pipeline. But um, it brings up two things in my mind. So when you subs when you're subscribing to a fan club or when you're tipping somebody it's using credit cards which in, in its own way is so exciting because it's it's kind of wild it's like someone takes a credit card sends you a tip or um joins your fan club subscription and then you're receiving payments and cashing out in husdc on hedera to your non-custodial wallet it's 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 mind-bending it, that's amazing and then the other component is you know when people are going to be able to like subscribe to those fan clubs and do these things using crypto. Is that, is that like a, one of those things that's just in the pipeline that has to get, get put out? Or is it one of those things that's just tough about crypto and regulatory stuff? I'm cu I'm curious why that decision was made. Yeah. For us, we wanted to build a, we, you know, we kind of wanted to build our way, you know, the, the, the pathway to decentralized web three world is one that's ever changing and one that is, super long we're not going to get there overnight and so we kind of 
you know, I, I hate, you know, I, a lot of people hate when I use this word, two and a half, web two and a half, that's not really a term, whatever it is. But whatever this transitional period we are from the world of what our recent past has been to the future is going to be one that takes a little bit of time. And we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, for us to develop that core group of users, it can't just be crypto degens. Like, we've got to create, like, an actual community of people um, that come from various walks of life, not some echo chamber, because that's the, you know, easiest way for us to pigeonhole ourselves into, you know, not being able to grow or being known for one specific thing. And so we wanted to be, uh, you know, a pretty open-ended uh, platform for both Web2 and 3 audiences. Um, and the creators, primarily the demographic of them, a lot of them, um, you know, are probably going to be more Web2 facing. So there, there it wasn't like a ton of demand for said product, but we imagine, you know, just given how we launched, uh, the, the roadmap will actually be heavily influenced by like where the community takes it, which is why we as a team try to be very, very uh, attentive and understanding about what the market is saying to us. And like, we love those things. So Pat, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, uh, we're, 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 just, uh, we're just a couple guys in the room. We work for y'all. So we're trying to find a way to make sure that we're building products that you guys want to actually use. And so we'll be very attentive to what the market is, uh, is thinking. But the original thinking was most of the creators don't know what crypto or HR is. Which is why it's so exciting. Some of them are actually using it. Like I've seen some crazy things where like, you know, we're opening ourselves to a Black Swan event where there was actually a creator that just showed up one day. Um, we noticed that we had somebody recognized her from TikTok and they're like, oh, this person is definitely a creator. They're worth a check. And like we verified them. They're selling experiences. They set up their own shop and all their shit by themselves without us even telling them anything or ever even having a conversation once. Um, so it was super intuitive and easy for someone that doesn't really even you know, have a crazy Web3 background um, to pick up. And so we want to make sure that everything that we do is like that experience. And so until we can have across a set of features or build something out in a way that we're super comfortable and we're like, yeah, that's fire. We want to put this in people's hands. Um, you know, we make sure we hold it close to the chest and continue to incubate on those ideas so that they make sure that when they make it to you guys, you guys enjoy them uh, to their fullest. I love I love that, man. And also, just while I have you, I own two of these. The Myro collection, that was, uh, if folks don't remember, that was like a drop that happened last year. I literally purchased an NFT on the Hedera network with my like Visa debit card in Canada. It, I was like, it, it had my head spinning. It was wild. I still have those. I was lucky I was man. Pictures, maybe you have good ones. You have sweater mile, right? Dude, I have the sweat. I have the Canadian sweater one. Like, what are the chances? You know what I mean? Dude, you're, you're so mean. lucky. That's such a good one. Oh man. But like, I'm curious. Like, where? Like, I maybe you can't speak to it yet. But I'm. It, it is an NFT collection. It is really limited. I'm seeing people with PFPs on them on their Galaxy and stuff. Like, is 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 the Miro kind of NFT collection coming into the fold in some way with with the project? I'm cur I'm curious kind of where that is in the galaxy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I wouldn't rule anything out, but I do happen to know that the designer behind them, Chad Weston, is a fairly busy guy. He's building a pretty nice app for you guys. I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah. To answer your question, we hope, <laughs> we hope, we hope, to, we hope to do a lot more with Myro. Like, we want Myro to be a cultural icon. Like, there's no reason why like Myro can't be like Doge. Like, why can't Myro be like Doge? He has everything. Kalsi has a really nice brand story, and it's holistic. And you know, Myro has a good story because it's like he represents this change of like you know the digital fan, the digital world where everything's just you know accessible to you in the palm of your hand through these great peer-to-peer -peer networks and technology. And so like. Um, you know, we, we hope to do a lot with Myra. Stay tuned. Um, definitely keep keep following the page and stuff like that. And obviously the blog post too um, as well. And, uh, you know, there will be more updates on Myra to come. But you're a very lucky guy to have the set of Myra. 
everybody asking me about Sweater Myra. <laughs> Are you, like, really? Like, that no, I'm being serious. Like, I'm being 100% really? dead serious. Everyone asks me about Me... They like that and Hashgraph Myra. People love Hashgraph Myra. Dude, okay, I'm going to have to swap my PFP for the Sweater Myra. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's People amazing. love that one. Um, but That's yeah. amazing. But he, but also to just wanted to wrap it up here, man. Is like, and and I'll I'll throw it to Patches after after just if he has any last things. But like, I think the key thing here is is two things. Is number one is I don't think people understand how big this is for the Hedera network. I think that right now, like you were saying, like the the Hedera community is like jumping into it. But I do think that we're just at the beginning of the of that starting ramp of like you're saying, other people coming in. Um, and onboarding in this whole new way. And I think that this is something that makes Hedera fun. We always hear about, you know, Mance or, or Lehman or even Shane at the HBAR Foundation stuff talking about how the, the, the moment of mass adoption is when people start using apps that are leveraging Hedera, but not realizing that they're using it. And I think that for anybody that's kind of taken a, you know, dive, taking a dive into Galaxy, it's like you start to get that feeling of like, oh, this could be one of those apps. Like it, it is a really big story. And I think also too, in general, when we talk about just circumstance, like what are the chances that this year, the year that Galaxy rises up, it's Man, like, I know like, we got lucky. <laughs> I know, but, but, but also, but also that the flip side works too. Like, in this, in in the in the ecosystem right now, and in the crypto market, it's like morale has been at an all time low. It's been so hard in a bear market, and for these builders and all these different types of things, and something like Galaxy, you know, even just for the Hedera community, is like that. That was so desperately needed. Like just something fun, exciting, and gets your imagination working. And like you said, like brings people together. I love how you kind of made the differentiation between social network and social media. So I think that for me, like that's really um, the headline here. It's like something really fun happened in Hedera that is also important and substantial. You know what I mean? Like it's really that that's a huge story here. So like just huge shout out to you guys and the whole team. It's 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 a, it's a most valuable product, not a minimum viable product. I, I, I definitely appreciate that. And like, yeah, definitely happy to answer any of the questions that people have. Like, I definitely make enough time to do these things. Um, so, Patches, if you have a lot of questions, I'm sure you might have, or we can one-off definitely after that. But, um, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, I think it's just – we do this because we wanted the reaction we got out of you guys. Like, we wanted – we didn't take any shortcuts. Like, God, you got to tell me that it is really fucking hard to be on Twitter and people being like, your project's diminishing. It's not a thing. Like, me knowing what we were about to ship for you guys, you know? But, like, three, four, five months ago, people were like, you guys are a scam, you're a fraud, like – uh, Din Shitty, whatever it was. Uh, it was really funny, but like, you know, that was really tough, but we did it because we wanted to make sure that when we, when we had our moment and we brought it to you guys, that you guys would be over the moon about it. And so it was just great, like seeing people over the weekend, my phone blowing up, like every you know, five seconds, a uh, hundred notifications, people are just, you know, giddy and super happy and, you know, up at night thinking about Hedera. That's like why you you know, that's when you're like, okay, shit, something's good. Like, when you're thinking about shit. crypto and shit, like, just regular, random, you know, times of the night, um, you know, people were just super excited. So we were super excited. So we were super happy to have that moment. And, you know, just appreciative about the role that everyone played here. Like I said, everyone, uh, you know, we had a lot of people contribute to our company. Uh, Got to give some props to, you know, Spencer, our co-founder, for trusting our team to be able to put this stuff together. Yeah. And, you know, it's been tough. We had a lot of turnover at our company. 
uh, at times as well. But, you know, our team has been able to stay, um, you know, really close knit together and we have a really great team inside. And I think, you know, a lot of what you guys are seeing inside Galaxy is really how the company feels and works today. Um, and so we want to make sure that we, you know, we're glad that we could invite you guys into the fun. Dig it. Patches, I don't know if there's anything uh, you wanted to chime in on before I let Solo go here. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll be real quick. Like, thank God there's something that's not just carbon credits that we can point to that's like cool. Or, or coupons. Yeah, it's like, it's like every time I was like, no, Hedera's great. You know, it tracks coupons for Walmart. It's like, yeah, but like, I think this is the first application that shows the the reason why Hedera is the user experience. Like, juxtapose Mastodon to Galaxy, and it's clear as day why Hedera is superior when it comes to quick, fast transactions that are cheap. Um, so I thank you for that. Now I we don't have to just keep pointing to like <laughs> carbon, uh, though it's great. That is also great. It's just it's now this yeah, is yeah great projects. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, my, my question is just, and I'll try to keep it brief. I know, Brandon, you got like a whole, probably a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was huge. I think this was this. But was I remember Brandon's spaces back in the day when they were on Clubhouse. That's actually when we first met. I joined uh, one of your yeah. spaces like three years ago, something like that. It was a long fucking, damn, long oh, fucking yeah. time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, was, it, was like, it was probably end of 2021 man. <laughs> jeez man you've been a while <laughs> and you've been doing this for a while but man yeah congrats to you in the show too I, I hadn't said that to you guys but yeah he's been doing it you guys gotta thank Brandon for putting this stuff together and connecting people like without things like Galaxy it's things like this that bring people together and keep us uh, in contact and di- uh, in dialogue all the time so appreciate you for, for, for doing this thing for sure give you your flowers Thanks, too when Thank when flowers when hashcraft room, uh, news and rumors on galaxy spaces you know that's just, that's the next question i can't wait right, i've already got i've already got my spaces bags packed over here i'm just waiting <laughs> y'all, y'all are really trying to fucking jump shit so fast <laughs> x is gone bro exit <laughs> x is short for exit i like that uh, um the, the one question i had was just about uh how do you see music specifically because I think, like, that's where my mind's at. I know it's Brandon's mind's there. We've been doing a bunch of NFT metadata for music. And what we're trying to do with Turtle Moon, I think you guys just, like, you know, you're, you're miles ahead with the execution on ease of use for a musician. Like, I tested it out. I just put my phone up. I played a riff. I posted it. I can put it in my fan club. That's, you know, segmented. I'm assuming at some point we'll have token gating. And it's just, it's an easy user experience. And I don't know if you ever heard Vicente talk, but it's like musicians want to create, you know, creators want to create, they don't care about tech. And you guys did an amazing job removing the tech, but like, where do you guys see, like, I think the initial pass you were looking at big influencers and big products, is this, is this um, production change your mindset on maybe micro economies of micro creators um, and enabling different art sets to become uh, creators and cultivate a community? Or is your, is your angle still like, let's get these huge creators like Mr. Beast on Galaxy and, and have that, uh, that angle of these, these giant people doing things on crypto? Yeah, I mean, I think ideally it's both. Like, ideally it's both. You need to be both. Uh, and it's very hard to be both. A lot of venture capitalists will tell you not to try to be both. <laughs> Well, I think we lost. I think we lost. Uh, I think we lost solo there. Can you guys hear me? There we go. We got. We got you back. This. This damn X spaces. I tell you, <laughs> dude. I legit didn't even touch my phone and it muted me. That's crazy. They're really trying to shut me the fuck up. Um. Anyway, if I go missing, you guys know. 
uh, knock on wood. But uh, <laughs> what I would say is, uh, yeah, no, ideally you'd want to do both. A lot of venture capitalists will tell you not to try and do both because um, it's very do- tough to build a uh, product that way. I would say from our perspective, music is super important for us. We think that we want to help all types of creators. And to be honest, when you say big creator, I think the Galaxy app actually given that it's more for communities is really more for that mid-sized download creator. Like, yeah, it's really great because Mr. Beast has such a following that he could make so much money given how many monetization channels are on Galaxy. So, like, it is for him too. But, like, what it really serves is it helps that middle 95% of people who aren't getting paid what they should, which, you know, is a material impact on their quality of life, right? Like, that's the the, the, the matter of it, the fact. Like, Mr. Beast is still going to be rich, regardless of Galaxy comes or not. He could be way richer. But um, his life is fine. Charlie D'Amelo is going to be fine. Kobe Lamb is going to be fine. These people are going to be fine. Um, but who's mostly impacted are the mid-sized creators that could, you know, make six figures a year making content. They may not have to have that job that they normally do. That's a very big, realistic life change that we're trying to make happen for people. And so I'd say for us, music is really important. The reason why it isn't an MVP, uh, you know, super heavily executed is quite honestly out of respect, not like respect, but like, you know, there's a lot of music streaming sort of, and it, like that was one of the main uh, use cases for, you know, blockchain NFTs and those types of things. There's a couple NFTs uh, streaming platforms on Hedera right now, currently. You know, so when we were thinking about building this, we were really thinking about the creator economy. But um, the goal is to really, you know, enhance that. Um, we're going to support different feed, uh, media types, allow for better content publishing. And, you know, eventually when we get to desktop applications and things like that, it's going to be a lot easier for artists of all different kinds to, to, to build. And so those are things to look forward to. A desktop app would help a lot of the streamers um, as well as the musicians and like the Patreon people, the YouTubers and stuff. Um, whereas the mobile experience kind of makes sense for the lifestyle TikToker on the go. I have my phone with me everywhere kind of thing, if that makes sense to you. Um, but the goal is to really become, uh, you know, a, 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 a hub for every single type of creator, no matter what. Um, you know, you, you, you might be interested in. I love that. That's awesome. I think that that's, that's really the theme here is this is a minimum viable product that might be better than we expected, but it doesn't mean it's, it's, it, there's so much more coming there's so much more in the pipeline. It's like, we still have to remember that this is kind of just the first go. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, here's, and- here's, a, here's a tidbit. The discover page is going to be completely revamped. Like that's, oh, wow. that's going to go away. Like, the featured experience of scroll, it's really nice for MVP, but, like, you know, I want that to be, like, you know, a Netflix-style scroll of all the experiences you could ever buy, both inside, outside your phone, both digital or, you know, non-digital or, you know, both crypto or non-crypto, uh, TikTok-style endless scroll experience. Like, you know, there's there's a lot to do on the app, right? It's, it is very much an MVP. So, like, I don't, even, I don't even really talk about that one publicly as much, but... You know, some alpha for you guys, but thinking about what that Discover page could really look like if it really had the horsepower to index, you know, indexability was even, you know, that much better where you could find different types of content, uh, search different types of content and that kind of stuff too. So it's a, it is an MVP. Yeah, that that's fascinating. Yeah, that Explore page, because that's the big thing for a lot of these other apps is, is bringing that in. So yeah, that's good. That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. I guess that's going to be a whole algorithm type thing. And and like you mentioned too, like physical products, like is that, I mean, we're, we're, we can go on forever. I mean, 100%, 100% physical products. Right on. Okay. That's crazy, man. Well, 
geez, my head, my head's spinning. I'm legitimately overwhelmed. This is a exciting launch. Um, I've been using Galaxy uh, way too much on my phone. My usage is going to be over 24 hours at this point. How much do your battery die? I had to figure out the PWA on a desktop because my phone kept dying. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the only <laughs> discount with the PWA. The PWA is, man, it was such a nice thing, but it is complicated. It definitely comes with its complications, but it definitely allowed us to to very easily get into the hands of both Android and iOS users at the same time. Install process is kind of interesting, but I think when people figure it out, it's just way more efficient. It's super fast. You can actually get somebody into Galaxy within 10 seconds. Like it actually, I have screen recordings showing me like downloading the app in less than 10 seconds. Um, so it's super fast. Uh, high conversion rate and obviously gets rid of Apple. So I loved your post a couple of weeks ago talking about it just because I think that's what's going to happen. The moment people realize they're like, oh, you know, it's so funny because like the, the Web3 ecosystem is so interesting because like the most distrusting group of people of any sort of centralized entity is like part, part of them are like, oh, you know, I don't know if I would. And for obvious reasons, it's not necessarily always safe to click on links and stuff in our space. But, you know, you don't trust Apple. You, you, don't, you don't trust Apple until it's about the App Store. Um, but when you think about like, you know, what the, you know, what Apple's really doing, it, it is really, you know, destructive to, to the, to, to innovation and how people build like right emerging technologies. It would just be very unwise to have released Galaxy in the app store and have Apple yank us out because we have crypto rails. Like that would have been horrible. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it, it definitely comes with its, its challenges like battery life just get destroyed. Uh, it's, it, it is definitely tough, but it, it definitely allows, we, we, the, the trade-off usually is that you're not able to build an application that moves like that in web, usually. Um, but for whatever reason, our team was able to, to, to pull off a pretty nice experience. Yeah, my bad. I just thought it was because I was on it for eight hours straight. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it definitely, it definitely is less optimized for your battery, but probably like maybe 30% as, uh, like 30% less. The normal, it's not horrible, but it's, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely hard to run that fit in the browser on there. Right on. Well, Solo, th like, honestly, huge shout out again to you and the team. Like, just, like, just to give folks an example, you you can post something on Galaxy that's an idea for the app and like someone from the team responds like, you know, great idea and like tagging each other. It's like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's awesome over there. So huge shout out to you guys, just in kind of the, the cultures that's starting to develop on Galaxy. It's just awesome. Um, and Patches too, thanks for uh, jumping up. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm more excited than ever about it. I'm, I'm excited for the week to not have to spend it all on X and have it not work properly. <laughs> we appreciate all the work, uh, uh, all the work that you guys do in the community. Appreciate you guys for getting the word out. Um, you know, we're super excited to have delivered this product to you. It is just the beginning. So please be excited. Please be attentive and use the app. That's the only thing we say. The more people use it, the more people get in here, the better of an experience it will be. Um, you know, there aren't even a, you know, when we get like, you know, a couple million people in here, then this is going to be a completely different type of ecosystem is going to feel even, you know, you won't come here. <laughs> so it's going to be exciting. We're super excited for that day. So we really appreciate the support that you guys have for us. Um, and we're excited to continue to build innovative, cool products for you guys to use. Right. Awesome. Appreciate it. Solo patches. Any last words? No, uh, I just appreciate you bringing me up and I'm not sure I, I joined a little late. Did you talk about, uh, your music yet um if you wanted me up for that or if not i can pop down oh i haven't i haven't talked about my music yet i talked about it last episode but i mean i can uh i can mention it here let me search it up yeah i'm dropping a um i'm dropping a song i have a, I have a creative firm um thurston and davenport 
and basically we we work with a lot of uh, builders and startups on Hedera and stuff. And music is going to be a big part of you know the creator economy as we're talking about. And in the real world, half of the artwork you consume is you know music or audible, right? The other half is visual. That's kind of how it works out. But in the Web three world, probably like over ninety five percent of the artwork you consume is visual and not a lot is is audio just because there's so much work that has to be done with metadata standards and all sorts of other different things the music music is music is a tough one but it's going to be big and i think the best way to get it started is start putting music out there so we have a working group hashgraph uh, nft working group where we're developing standards patches as a part of that um, and just trying to get the music scene forming on uh, hedera and doing it in a way that allows it to connect with the web to music world that already exists. So when the industry wants to come into the fold, it's not going to be a complete um, rework. It'll it, it'll be like familiar territory because it's all just metadata um, at the end of the day. But I'm putting out a track with my uh, best friend and business partner, Joshua Dirksen, putting out a rock and roll track called Hello Future. It's a multi-file NFT. It's got a 3D collectible. It's got a full music video. It's got the full track in there. There's a, you know, it's, it's 50 H bar, right? Good music should only cost a couple bucks. There's a deluxe edition though, which is limited to 50 copies. It's got 14 files in it, bunch of bonus stuff. And there's like a special cut of the music video and everything. And it's dropping Tuesday um, at 7 PM Eastern. And it's dropping on Turtle Moon, which I'm excited about because Patches just dropped his song a couple months ago. Um, also kind of helping with those metadata standards. So like, um, I'm stoked. I, it's been, uh, a, nine months of work from the studio to the, to the main net here, but, uh, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. Just like with, uh, music going on and I don't, Patches, I don't know if you had any thoughts on kind of your experience with, with your song or like just seeing the little music scene in Hedera kind of like come alive a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it was really exciting when we launched uh, my single because it was the first time I released music in four years, so that was cool. Uh, and then yeah, people just kind of like sending screenshots, playing it in their hash pack, and seeing the metadata standard kind of excel exactly what you wanted to see with the deluxe edition and the regular edition. Um, so I'm yeah, there was there was just like a little bit of burst of music, and uh, I'm excited to see how. Uh, Hello Future does because I, I think it's it's definitely got a broad appeal for Hedarians um, and how it's going to be coupled with Galaxy as a communication mechanism because even though like you know we're minting on on Turtle Moon and it's an NFT that goes in your wallet uh, it's a music NFT and um, your Galaxy account is a Hedera wallet so uh, the ability to both just talk on the platform as it exists today and then I'm just really excited to see how nft metadata standards are accelerated in that social setting and how these nfts that are being minted with this new standard um, and their dynamic ability can can start to integrate into social aspects of content creation and and cultivation so it's um we're just we we're early obligatory and all of these things are really culminating and i'm really excited to for people to see the amazing things in your deluxe and how much effort you guys uh, put into this art because it's um it is you know it's not just the music it's it's everything you guys put in there um and you can see the, the attention to detail you did so except for people to hear hear the song and, and check it out on uh, tuesday 
Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. And, and yeah, I, I'm hoping to see these in people's Galaxy wallets. That's one thing that blows my mind is moving NFTs from elsewhere into your Galaxy wallet <laughs> is like really it's a trip. It's, it's like, scary. Whoa. But I feel like yeah. it might be. I feel like we might get in trouble. <laughs> uh oh. If all the fun <laughs> NFTs are coming to Galaxy, that's not fun. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, I'm excited to see these in there. And I mean, I could see in the future solo like sharing one of these music NFTs on the timeline or something. And it's like, because the song's in there and all, like you could- it, It's just playing it, easily, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. or even like when you share a Spotify link on on the the platform that shall not be mentioned, it's like it, it, it you know, it, it it throws a Spotify preview with the thing and stuff. It's, it's I'm so excited to see what happens with music in, in particular. I'd say Galaxy is BYO NFT. No, it is. <laughs> I, I tweeted something like that. It's like the biggest potluck of digital assets ever where they could actually have like a renaissance and like fun. Bring your shit with you and like have fun. That's like what Galaxy is. That's the only social platform that does that right now. Bring your shit with you and have fun. And and you can mint NFTs on Galaxy too, which is like just like the, brings it up to the next level, which is that, that's the last thing I wanted to ask. Uh, can can you guys start sharing metrics of like mints and um, just like because I'm I'm seeing all these likes and stuff, and I'm just like, man, I'd love I guess like just data science for me is like I'd love to see how much action is happening on the Hedera network, the slow trajectory of how many people are being onboarded because it's like. The for content sure. from yesterday to today is so different because so many new people have joined. It's so cool. For sure. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll have transparency is really important for us. We'll have like a bunch of reports and stuff going out. We want to make sure that we onboard like a good amount of like the Hedera ecosystem as we do this and get a good representation of what it looks like. Because if you really think about it, we kind of, it, it very much so was like I texted Chad like two weeks ago. I was like, do you want to go live on the 10th? Question mark. He's like, sure. And we just did. Like, out of nowhere. No one knew that this was a thing. So everyone was, like, surprised. Like, what the fuck? Galaxy's out now? That's weird. Um, so I think it would be nice to, like, give it, like, a full day, like, a full fresh week of people because we launched right in front of the weekend. Um, it would be really nice to get, like, a full week of people in here just seeing what it's like um, and, and, and people getting to show up on Monday and be like, oh, wow, that happened over the weekend. That's good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big, big fan of the soft launch. I, I thought that was fun. Like, it was just kind of surprising, so... Man, I, honestly, it's been so good chatting with you guys. I I have to get to the news. I could literally talk about this for another three hours. Um, I'm not even kidding, but I'm sure I'm gonna be talking about it next week. Um, and I'll be on Galaxy. So catch me on Galaxy. It's the same username. It's Brandon D. And also follow patches, of course. I mean, you're probably hopefully everyone's already following Solo on Galaxy. I mean, are you even on Galaxy if you're not following Solo? I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, at this point, it's like, come on, guys, follow solo. But anyways, um, cheers to you both. This has been a fantastic conversation. It's just a, a, everything that's said, more questions and more ideas come to my brain. So I've got to I've got to put a stop on it now so I can get to the rest of the news. 100%. I appreciate you for having me. You can put me down as a listener uh, and uh, I'll be in the crowd. But I appreciate you guys. If you have any questions with the app, don't hesitate to reach out to myself. For anybody on my team, they're all paid to uh, be there for you guys. So, like, use them to your fucking <laughs> advantage. But we're super excited. Uh, it's great. Let's go score some fucking points for Hedera. Right on. Love it. Patches, all the best. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming up. Absolutely. Thank, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, just, like, I, it's, I, I think the biggest point is Hedera is exciting again. And that's really cool. Let's go. You heard it here. Hedera. 
is on the next level. It's fun now. It's the fun network. Coupons, whatever. ESG, carbon credits, whatever. Tokenizing diamonds, meh. We've got social networking now. We're networking together. I want to get off this app. I don't want to do this more. I want to go on Galaxy. What are we even doing here? Um, okay. Let's uh, let's chat about some other stuff that's going on. I usually do my spiel. I mean, this is usually when I read about like supporting the show and all that. I, I didn't even have time to read the whole intro of the show that I usually do. Reminder that this is a weekly show um, every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, and I usually have a thing about supporting the show. Shout out to everyone supporting the show. People send H bars to the show with fun memos. It makes my day. I love it. But honestly, now, like I got my Galaxy profile, I got a couple tips there. And like I was saying, it's crazy. People, and, and I want to stress this just before I dive into the news, I want to stress this is people are putting their credit cards into Galaxy and sending payments to creators in the form of tips or fan club subscriptions or whatever. The creator is getting that as USDC, HUSDC, in a non-custodial Hedera wallet. So it just if you can kind of compute that, that is when we talk about, oh, we need more liquidity um, to USDC minted on Hedera. Um, this is this is the way we might be able to fix that. So th there's just, so, you can go so deep on so many different facets of this app. Um, but if you want to support the show, sure, you can send some HBAR, but now you can send a tip on Galaxy. I mean, that's what it's for. This is the creator economy happening in real time in front of us, guys. How great is this? Um, okay, what else is going on here? I want to talk about um, this HBAR Bull show that came out on Friday. Um, he, like, honestly, he does great interviews with some of the folks kind of high up in the ecosystem um, because the timing is is great on this one, because I think that as I was talking about um, in, a, in a, I don't know if it was last episode, but a few episodes back, it just feels like something's a little bit different. It feels like something is clicking um, in a new way, especially with a lot of these recent announcements and just, uh, you know, like we we're talking about with Galaxy, also too, just kind of weird timing with like um, steps forward in regulatory clarity or or different things like that. It's just Things feel a little different, and I'm happy that um, this interview got put out with the HBAR Bull interviewing um, Shane, CEO of the HBAR Foundation, and Elaine, Chief Strategy Officer, and they talked to a couple points. I just wanted to touch on a few of them um, just because I think that it's really um, interesting to think about if you're someone in the Hedera ecosystem and you're kind of curious on what's actually pushing initiatives forward and what does that take? Because a lot of things rely on the HBAR Foundation, which is a entity separate from Hedera that gets grant money from Hedera to, you know, um, accelerate different things inside the ecosystem. You see updates from them probably all the time about, um, you know, partnering or giving grants to different, uh, different uh, use cases and projects and, and startups in the ecosystem. Um, but that means that they are a tunnel that a lot of this action moves through. Um, Hedera is a decentralized organization pretty much at this point. Like Hedera is pretty much a DAO of these governing council members. So a lot of these different aspects of 
running, you know, building out this network and onboarding people is outsourced to stuff like the HBAR Foundation. Um, and let's just dive into it. So Shane talked about a couple really interesting points regarding um, their biggest challenges. And for anyone familiar with the journey of the HBAR Foundation, it was crazy because when they were announced, um, they weren't even ready to operate yet, right? And what Shane was talking about is um, Hedera wanted people to know who the HBAR Foundation was before transferring HBAR. So I guess that's really what it comes down to is Hedera had to transfer a bunch of HBAR to this new entity, the foundation. And they didn't really want it to be a situation where it's like, hey, why did a bazillion HBAR get transferred? Um, and who is this? So it makes sense, but it was a challenge because they had a lot of requests and they basically admitted that their grantee experience hasn't been great, right? Like for, because they were really forced to hit the ground running so early um, without that scaffolding in place. Um, I think that on a previous interview, Shane mentioned that they were literally giving out grants and cash at one point just to get things going. Um, and that's ba that, 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 that's basically the key challenge with this, with uh, the HBAR foundation that I found really interesting is, yeah, just, you think about that and it was just crazy how they launched. And he said that, um, and Elaine pointed out too, that they've refined a lot of their processes. And what I hear a lot about the foundation is things are slow. The process is really slow. Like it's months and months and months. Um, and for the first time they kind of provided some insight into, yeah, the process hasn't been great. Here's why. And then here's where some improvements are happening. It turns out um, they've reduced the time by, uh, by hundred percent, right? So, um, the approval process went from 105 days to 51 days and the initial scoping process, um, uh, went from 169 days to 81 days. So that process has tightened up, which is critical for getting some of these projects through the pipeline and getting things moving. Like that was a big challenge. Um, and so, it's worth pointing out that um, a major component of things getting moving on Hedera has sped up by a hundred percent. So that's really great news. Um, they also shared kind of some comparisons of statistics of kind of, you know, what has been done, you know, since the inception of the HBAR foundation in accordance with kind of the KPIs that you track. Um, and they basically what, before they went in to talk about the numbers, um, Shane highlighted that literally there are only 17 employees and 12 contractors. So I knew that the HBAR Foundation team was really small, but that's like really tiny. Like that's a tiny team. And uh, they talk about where things were in 2021 in May. Um, the coin market cap ranking for Hedera was 60. The daily TPS was seven. And the revenue of Hedera was uh, 200K for the year. So that's where Hedera was at in May 2021. And then June 2023, about two months ago, um, TPS is up 130 times. So that's a huge increase. Coin market cap ranking is 30, right? So jumped up 30 spots. Accounts have grown 11x. Uh, uh, network revenue is up 9.6x, right? So 1.7 million. Um, and smart contract usage, usage is up 14x. So Obviously, like when you look at the aggregate and understanding that the foundation and also the the um, Hashgraph Association as well, 
the Hashgraph Association was actually created before the foundation, but it's just worth understanding that a lot of the growth that we see in the network, especially right now, isn't so much due to Hedera as it is to um, this broader kind of um, adjacent grouping of organizations, associations, funds. Um, and that's something really impressive. And I mean, uh, Mance Harmon was on an interview, I think a couple months ago, and he mentioned specifically on a question of um, the correlation between new governing council members and growth of the network. And Mance Harmon basically stated explicitly that the network isn't really going to depend on the governing council for growth. Um, they'll obviously depend on the governing council for governance, but he says that a lot of the growth um, in the next, you know, five to 10 years of, you know, in the Hedera ecosystem, isn't really going to emanate directly from the governing council. Of course, they're going to have use cases, but that was an interesting tidbit. And so um, looking at where things have, have kind of sprung up, even just in this first couple of years, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that um, I've shared and many people have shared their criticisms of the HBAR Foundation. But if you look at the numbers, you know, it, I think that that's definitely, if, if we can continue on that trajectory, that'd be fantastic. Um, and they do share, we're going to talk about some like hard predictions that they share. Um, but you start to look at, okay, what did it take to do that? That was the question that was on everybody's mind is how much HBAR of this uh, initial grant was spent or earmarked for these uh, grantees, right? How much did this growth cost? Um, and so this is what Shane broke down. He said um, 1.9 billion uh, HBAR, which is 37% of the total grant of 5.35 billion. And he says this includes the 250 million HBAR sent to the stake and rewards account. <laughs> so snapshot there, right? Uh, just about 2 billion of 5.4 billion HBAR um, utilized for the growth of the network. And this is, the, the amount is largely due to the fact that when the HBAR Foundation was formed and this grant money was, was issued, HBAR was at a much higher price. Now, of course, HBAR is at a much lower price than it was at. So that's been a struggle is the output of HBAR, the spending of HBAR increases just because of the, the nature of price action of the asset, which is interesting. But this raises a question, which is to Shane's point, 94% of grants are milestone grants, which basically means that the HBAR doesn't get released until certain milestones are, are, are met. So what's really interesting is um, he mentions that of these 2 billion tokens, some of that is still locked for milestones. And I'm really interesting to know um, of that 2 billion, right, that he refers to as being the fuel to drive this growth, how much of that is currently just earmarked and has not already been distributed to these use cases? That would be an interesting thing to know. Um, and I imagine they have that information because another thing they talked about was how another challenge for them was just the lack of systems that they had in place. And they mentioned that they do utilize Salesforce 
and they are developing a lot of custom plugins that allow them to see real-time network activity. So this was an interesting fact to me is essentially they the, the foundation has dashboards um, that is basically, you know, a, a Salesforce CRM install, but they also have these custom integrations of real-time um, data from the network. So they can actually see um, are these KPIs for these grantees being met? So for example, if a milestone was like, you have to make X amount of accounts, it sounds like they can see that real-time data in their, in their kind of CRM backend. So that's interesting. That to me sounds like the stuff that actually starts to make the foundation incredibly efficient that they just didn't, obviously didn't have in place um, early on. Um, and they also mentioned specifically just back on that topic of how much of that was actually spent. Um, Shane kind of um, touches on the fact that they try not to pay more than 10% of an initial investment and have the rest be milestones. So what that means is if they basically set a grant for a project at like, you know, 200K, the the what they're effectively saying is the initial um, grant going to that project is going to be maximum 20K. And the rest is going to be milestone based. So there's a theme here, right? That I want to eventually see get drilled down on more, which is um, of the H bar that has purportedly been um, set aside or 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 you know locked into grants or whatever the verbiage is. It's going to be interesting to know what actual percentage has been spent. Um, that's going to be interesting, but. Uh, it was good to have those numbers nonetheless, and it just raises more questions and the conversation um, continues. Um, Elaine mentioned something interesting just on engagement in the ecosystem. She says only that they, they consider only 8% of Hedera accounts active. And the, obviously they're measuring that based off of how often those accounts are used or what assets they'll hold or how much they hold or what the value of that account is. But she does mention that only 8% of accounts are considered active, which she, um, you know, highlights is a low number. Um, and she says um, there's a goal to kind of double down on an ecosystem flywheel, whatever that is, which I assume is kind of further integration of these dApps, these experiences, giving people more to do with their HBAR and like, you know, even Galaxy, right? Like we were we were talking to uh, Solo earlier and kind of um, the aspects of creator payouts and HUSDC and stuff like that. Um, with these tokens, like just giving more utility and, and liquidity to these different assets and creating more ways to use them. Um, that's, I imagine, what she's referring to as that ecosystem flywheel. Um, and... They said, of course, they've got a lot of unique and meaningful um, use cases like Shenhan Bank, which we're going to talk about uh, just in a in a moment here. But there was something really interesting is specifically when they mentioned Shenhan Bank and the fact that they have these kind of large, um, quote, meaningful use cases. Um, they say there are more coming. And this was a video interview that that uh, the H Barbo was doing with Elaine and Shane and there were a lot of grins and 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 smirks when that was said, um, and they mentioned specifically that the the business development team over there is hands on. So, again, this kind of continued confidence of um, uh, I've you know 
Shane and Mance, like all these guys and, and all these people like Elaine and everything, um, you know, they're very kind of aware that some of the early predictions they made didn't pan out so well, kind of got egg on their face a little bit, but it's, it's, it's hard to hold back your expressions, especially on a video interview when you have that confidence and excitement, but can't really speak to it so much. You get that sense, right? You start to read between the lines a little bit and saying, you know, there's more coming, you know, so that's exciting, especially when you're referencing the Shinhead Bank um, use case. Asked specifically about HBAR Foundation's relationship with rug pulls, right? People in the ecosystem. And I, I don't necessarily like the term rug pull, but just again, just so we're all on the same page. Folks in the ecosystem asking about, you know, what happens to these projects that the foundation invests in and rug pull effectively and um, disappear where'd that money go and how much money, um, you know, went. Um, and this is when Shane kind of reiterated the fact that they limit the initial investments to 10%. The rest is milestone driven. So he says kind of worst case, they leave with 10% of the investment. Um, so obviously not great, but there, there, of course there's risk, especially in the web three space, if you're grant giving body or an investment um, organization. So really it's like, um, it sucks. We've seen it happen, but I, I, you know, it's nice to have that clarity. Um, now, <clears throat> this is where things get interesting when it comes to predictions. Um, Elaine shared some predictions just in regards to like interoperability, um, easy engagement and experience, kind of on that theme of a um, ecosystem flywheel to kind of bring those active accounts in the ecosystem up from eight percent to to higher. But Shane specifically. Um, in his kind of predictions, he wanted to really give some some hard predictions. And what he mentioned was he expects, um, similar to Mance and Lehman in their in their other interview, he said that he predicts within the next five years, we're going to have a full governing council. Obviously, I think that arguably we could have a completely fresh governing council if term limit ends. Um, they're going to have over 200 billion transactions. Okay. Uh, they're going to have revenue of 40 to 50 million. So that's really interesting. I've heard um, from a few people like Shane and Mance that they do predict Hedera having a revenue this year of 4 million, but knowing that in the next five years, predicting a, a revenue of 40 to 50 million, that is good to hear. Um, and he pr also predicts the TPS will be at 10,000 TPS. Um, so that's interesting. And this is, this is what Shane mentioned that I, that I didn't really see mentioned from this interview, but that stuck with me. The one line that really stuck with me is he said, they're working on things that could obliterate these numbers. <clears throat> um, and again, these bold predictions coming out from these folks in the past hasn't really led to much or has led to something substantial, but taken longer than expected. So hearing Shane say, they're working on things that could obliterate numbers such as 200 billion transactions, 50 million in revenue, and 10K TPS in five years. Obliterating that, I mean, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see more of that confidence. I mean, uh, I like it. Cautiously optimistic or optimistically cautious. We'll have to see. But check out that interview. H Bar Bull, always great. Um, let's talk about Shinhan Bank. So, this was an interesting one. We went deep on this kind of last episode, but I they, I just want to touch on something where they had a presentation. Um, Hedera uploaded it to their YouTube channel. They did a walkthrough. 
<clears throat> and basically, um, the 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 you know just the quick refresh for people is wire transfers, swift transfers are slow between banks. They take multiple days. They can cost like fifty bucks. You don't know when it's going to get there. You can't see what's going on with your money, and major banks, including major banks on the Hedera Governing Council, like Shinhan Bank, like Standard Bank, have done multiple proof of concepts and and um, and pilot projects to do remittance between their banks on the Hedera network, leveraging stable coins. Um, and there's a few interesting things that happened with this recent one um, that we talked about again on the last episode, episode um, 86. But um, the problems with the international remittances, like I were like I was talking about, um, and the process analysis of the first proof of concept that happened, I believe, last year or potentially in 2021. Pretty sure it was last year. Um, what that proof of concept was is it was between Shinhan Bank and Standard Bank, uh, both governing council members, and the key takeaways were they did a quick conversion feature between fiat and stable coins. They directly exchange remittance message between the two banks um, based on DLT, um, a.k.a. Hedera. They issued uh, and burned local currencies without converting to U.S. dollar. That was kind of a key aspect to this, right? Um, and they tracked remittance status in real time via an admin page. Um, and basically the big achievements here were improving processing time from days to seconds um, improving the transparency and lower cost. So like right there is the three key pain points that Hedera addresses. Now here's where it, get, it gets interesting is this second proof of concept that happened just recently, um, which was um, a few different interesting additions and other elements brought into the fold. Um, each participating bank um, in this test issues its own stable coin. Um, this could be a native Hedera token or an ERC20 written in Solidity. So that was the big thing here was this EVM element to it. Um, then there was when a bank joins the remittance contract, a liquidity pool contract specific to that bank is created. This pool allows the bank to deposit its stable coin and a common remittance token, example, you know, USDC, recognized by all participating banks. Um, the banks set by or sell exchange rates in their liquidity pool. They can deposit or withdraw both the stablecoin and the remittance token as needed. Only the bank that owns the liquidity pool can manage these operations. This isn't an open market. So that was interesting. And also noting that in this second proof of concept, they were able to bring in real-time Forex quotes. So there's so many different layers and new components to this. It just, it can't be understated that the first one that happened between these major banks leveraging Hedera was exciting, but this one even more so just because there's so much more happening with this test. And basically the process was um, a user, um, you know, from bank A wants to send money to another user in bank B. Um, let's say Alice is at bank A and Bob is at bank B. We all love Alice and Bob. Alice deposits her stable coins into the remittance contract or provides fiat to her bank, which then mints the equivalent stable coin and interacts with the remittance contract. The remittance contract transfers Alice's stable coin to her bank's liquidity pool and receives the equivalent amount 
of the remittance token, you know, an example again, USDC, based on the set exchange rate, the remittance token is then deposited into Bob's bank liquidity pool. The liquidity pool for Bob's bank converts the remittance token back into its own stablecoin based on its exchange rate. The converted stablecoin is then sent to the remittance contract, which deposits into Bob's account. Like that's like, it's mind bending. Like not only what's happening just from a technical standpoint, but just because it's happening um, on that kind of major global bank scale and that it's a product that's essentially going to sunset wire transfers and it is happening on Hedera, just like mind bending. And again, like this is coming from a presentation so you can actually go and watch a demo of what I described happen in real time um, from the folks developing this use case. Like it's wild. So, um, and this is something that's been happening for years on Hedera. So this is, this is, you know, big news. Um, and, uh, essentially the key improvements of this proof of concept over the last one was again, um, the, the, the kind of like the, the real time settlement, the real time Forex rate integration, multiple currencies and banks, um, EVM compatible, a true 24 hour operation time. And I mean, my notes just watching it unfold was like the, 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 apps being used, like if this is kind of the design language that's being brought forward to users, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, you just get the quote, you get the transfer. They put the option right beside a wire transfer. So when you're in your bank app and you want to send money, it just says, hey, you want to send a wire or do you want to send a global transfer? And it shows you the difference in the global transfer. Um, you know, it's interesting they use that term. It makes sense. Um, and you know, you just can compare them side by side, right? One costs 50 bucks and takes days. The other one, you know, takes cents and it gets done in seconds. So which one are you going to choose? Um, KYC is needed. Of course, the transactions are limited to $5,000. So just that's Forex law. Um, and it's crazy because in, again, major banks, huge use case, it's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. In this demo, they open up HashScan and they show these transactions on the hash graph. They open up the wallet in HashPack, right? Like the bank open up these wallets in HashPack to kind of show the transaction history and all these things happen. So this is a through and through Hedera use case, like very similar to Galaxy, right? Where um, in the sense of what the use case does or what the category is, you know, couldn't be more different, but they both have that shared aspect of payments and in their approach of abstracting the Web3 component and having an easy user onboarding experience. Again, it's like another exciting moment that I really only think we can start having now that, that the network has reached these levels of maturity and these proof of concepts it's just so exciting to see um, just these demos of these apps and seeing how easy they are. And like for the first time, I'm like, I think I could show my mom how to use this, right? I think I could show a friend how to get on this app and start posting or minting an NFT. It's wild. It feels like I've been waiting for it for years. Um, so that's super exciting. So the shithead bank stuff is huge. Um, and I definitely uh, invite people to check it out because... At the end of the day, the theme of this episode is disruption, right? I think that a lot of people forget 
that the reason a lot of times when big things happen in the Hedera ecosystem, right, that sometimes it's it's not welcomed with open arms by the broader crypto community is because a lot of the revenue generated by enterprises and companies and organizations and projects in crypto is hidden fees, right? In in you know, in those network gas fees. And because Hedera is, you know, low fixed fees, all these different types of things, and is a disruptive technology. It 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 means that it does threaten a lot of ways things currently work. And we see this and, and this isn't like a wacky thing. Like this is just the nature of technology. Like when you have these disruptive technologies, and this was like a huge buzzword, like when Facebook and when PayPal, like all these other, you know, disruptive technologies were coming into the fold, it was just wild to see giant companies like just bend at the knee because they're just being disrupted. You know what I mean? Like the Stone Age didn't end because we ran out of rocks. Uh, this is just going to happen. And I think that that's really um, what we're going to start seeing is um, a lot of this uh, disruption. Um, I think we're going to start to see um, this happen in the galaxy space and then in these big giant enterprise use cases space, in the supply chain space, um, you know, we've heard these terms too, like competitive differentiation. When enterprises want to use Hedera as a technology, they, um, they, they consciously avoid mentioning Hedera because they feel like it's their secret weapon, right? They feel like it's their competitive differentiation over their other competitors, over other supply chain people, over other social media applications. Like, I mean, you know, folks like Galaxy are like, they, they wear Hedera badge the whole time just because they're, they're real ones. But I mean, these enterprise guys, no way. Like Hedera is their secret weapon. It's, 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 it's a disruptive technology. And I think that with that though, like there sure are the negative sides, right? Like with the, you know, the, the spats between the Algorand community and the Hedera community and, all the struggles that we see with Hedera kind of breaking through the mainstream and stuff, it's tough. But on the flip side, um, it's exciting because you start to realize a lot of that disruption only affects a lot of people in crypto. Um, and in the bigger picture, things are kind of the opposite, right? Like even Mance, right, from Swirls Labs talks about this where we're in a bear market and things are going down. And in the real world, it's the exact opposite. Like now enterprise, major financial markets are starting to take a serious look at this technology and start to go live with these mature use cases that have worked their way well at the tech stack. And um, that is going to cause different types of disruption in their own respective industries using Hedera as that secret weapon. So I think that, you know, it's that's what's on the top of my mind right now is I feel like the tides have changed a little bit. I feel like there's a lot of interesting, crazy things happening. Um, and I feel like we're going to start to see a lot of disruption, right? And it's going to be a wild journey, but it's going to be kind of a rite of passage for Hedera it, as it is for many disruptive technologies. There's a lot of headwinds ahead, um, but I think that it's going to be um, 
it's going to be wild. And I think that again, like, you know, with, you know, again, with, like with Galaxy and them competing in their own space, right? With Hedera in their back pocket as their secret weapon, kind of raising that like a flag, you know, it's like, it's just going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out and what those, those, those dynamics are like. And I mean, um, we saw that kind of culminate in, um, again, that spat between the Hedera and Algorand community. And again, I want to say that, you know, a lot of times Hedera gets criticism that's totally fair. We are in a bubble, guys. I mean, I'm coming to you live from the bubble, effectively. And a lot of the criticism that Hedera gets is totally fair. It's all part of it, right? Um, but I think that also, too, like, you know, just comes with the territory of, of being invested in, being a part of a technology that's disruptive. We're going to start to see more types of things like we've seen with the Algorand community, right? With them being upset about uh, how Algorand is reflected in um, the UCL study or in certain graphs or charts um, published by the foundation in Hedera, or just, you know, comparisons with DEXs done by community members. Um, when you have a technology that seems too good to be true, you're going to come up against resistance, right? It, it, that's just the way things go. And I, and, and it's been really good to see the healthy debate that has happened, um, and the ways in which I think some unfair, um, criticisms leveraged against Hedera have been handled. Um, but of course, like there's also just a bunch of misinformation out there. I think it just comes with the territory. Hashgraph is a relatively new thing. And we're going to see a lot of other networks claim to be similar to Hedera when they're not. And we're going to start to see people paint Hedera in a, in a light that, that shouldn't be painted in. But what can you do? I mean, this is when we can kind of take advice from the governing council. I mean, what does the governing council do um, when things are going incredibly well? They pretty much remain unfazed and that upsets us sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what does the governing council do uh, when things are not going great? Well, they remain relatively unfazed, which is a good thing. So I think that if we take a page from the book of the governing council, I mean, it might be nice to remain unfazed about this stuff. Shout out to people having healthy debate, pushing back. But, you know, let's not get too heated about this stuff. It is a bear market. People are looking for things to do. And it would just suck if a network like Algorand doesn't do well. Or something happens to that network. It just wouldn't be good for Hedera. It's just, that's just the way it is. It's like, if if the DLT space doesn't thrive, when people talk about, oh, there's only going to be a couple networks and Hedera is going to be one of them. It's like, yeah, maybe in five or 10 years, but right now we're all kind of in the same boat and, you know, no other network has to fail for Hedera to succeed. It's just, it's just a fallacy. It's just not true. And I mean, there's criticisms to be thrown both ways. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's really all the same thing. Like when you look in the broad scheme of things, the big picture, the general public, the masses, it's blockchain. That's all it is. It's crypto. And if it's not doing great, it's not good for any particular ecosystem. So I think there's ways to look for opportunity, right? If there's a network um, like Algorand, that's levying these kind of criticisms, whether they're fair or unfair, against Hedera. What what are things that Hedera can do 
to make other networks better or provide some more of that scaffolding or all these different things we talk about. Um, there's so many different networks that need a trust layer. Um, we, you know, I've talked to patches about, you know, the ordinal stuff and everything. It's like, is there different ways of handling these conversations? Can we, can we change it from like my network's better than your network to like, um, could your network make my network better or can our network make your network better? Like, isn't that just literally interoperability? Um, but you know, it is what it is and it does bring us interesting stuff I, in the thread, in the mega thread pins, the top of the spaces, there's a giant breakdown, um, directly, um, from, uh, the sustainability, um, blockchain economics, um, uh, head of, um, you know, UCL that did these studies, um, you know, the DLT science foundation, um, that are being cited and it's just fascinating to actually see that kind of stuff surfaced and explained. I read through the thread and I, I, I felt smarter and dumber at the same time. So I'd encourage people to check out the thread. Um, it is, uh, it's definitely eye-opening. Um, but again, I want to put a message out there. Like if we want to talk about interoperability and breaking down silos, it's like, let's try to make each other's networks as, as good as they can. I think Hedera has so much to bring to other networks, but I mean, also we've borrowed a lot. We've learned a lot, you know, some networks do some things better than Hedera. Let's bring it together, guys. I don't like to see it, especially in a bear market. Let's get some algorithm people on Galaxy. Like, let's, let's, like, that's what I think what this vibe is about. Like, what if we got some algorithm people on Galaxy and went like, hey, let's take a breather here. Check this out. We got something cool. What do you guys want to see on here? You know, I, I think that's what it's all about. So I dig it. Um, we talked about this last episode, but the Hedera native staking has changed. Um, there's a lot of opinion about it. It went live and into effect on the 11th. Long story short, staking has dropped natively from 6.5% to um, between 1.4 and 2.5%. The plus side is, is that's very good for the financial health, um, the sustainability of the network. On the negative side, it's horrific in regards to optics and definitely feels like a kick to retail and the community kind of in the midst of a bear market. So is it the right thing to do? I think so. It depends on how you look at it. I'm not super happy about it, but it does make sense. And I think that um, this is just something that we have to get used to. Like I was saying is, this governing council, their hands are clearly on the wheel for better or for worse. They're making decisions. They're doing things. They're making mistakes, but there's stuff happening. Like we have IBM and Boeing working on a hip. I talked about that last episode too. They're coming alive. Like everybody, like it's a bear market. People are coming alive. So I, you know, I'm not going to complain, but I'm, I am a little bummed uh, saying goodbye to my 6.5 uh, staking rewards. Also, who else does staking on Hedera? Well, Stater. Uh, Stater does the liquid staking. If folks are familiar with such hits as HBAR X, um, you know, I think that uh, it's worth kind of taking a look at that and going, okay, if there's another person providing a different method of staking, what impact does this have on those guys? Like, like what's going on? Um, 
Uh, I just had a comment come in from just before I, I continue on that um, on the show. Um, mentioned, oh, where'd it go? Okay, X is, uh, I lost it. I had a comment come in from somebody. Oh, here it is. Um, X said, uh, uh, William says, ads make uh, this application, obviously referring to Galaxy, much less, um, or sorry, uh, he's saying this is in Twitter or X. He's saying, yeah, ads make this much less authentic and desirable. Yeah, I mean, like ads, like like Solo was talking about, it's like if you've got a company that's an advertising company, like X is an advertising company, Facebook's an advertising company, Google is an advertising company, um, you're going to get ads. All of the different user interactions are going to be to serve advertising. Um, so if you have Web3 applications like Mastodon um, or Galaxy, where you kind of separate that, um, just changes the dynamic completely. It's like... It, it's still kind of blowing my mind that there's a social networking application with no ads. There's no planned ad ads. It's just not part of the business model. It's fascinating. Um, anyways, back on to Stater. What's going on over there? So they mentioned that, of course, this is going to impact Stater and their staking. And this is what the impact is going to be. Uh, smart contracts are going to remain unchanged, uh, unchanged, right? So of course, those are audited. It's good to know those are unchanged. So there's not going to be like a switch up um, in that regard, um, the backend uses protocol staking, right? Referring to the native um, Hedera staking. So as a result, rewards from protocol staking will now align with the governance proposal decreasing from uh, 6.5 to 2.5% or below. The fee collected by the HBARX platform will also decrease. This fee was a source for an additional 10,000 HBAR rewards over protocol staking. Uh, to ensure HBARX's long-term viability, following the governing council's new reward structure, extra emissions will be reduced to 4,000 HBARs per day until the end of August. Um, so obviously it seems like in two weeks we're going to have another update from Stater in regards to how they're handling staking on their platform. Um, and they're just saying like, no user action required. You're all good. It's good to go. Um, you don't have to do anything. There's no impact on liquidity pools. Um, rewards will accrue at the, at the new rate, everything, uh, you know, will be normal. So, uh, good to know on their end, again, it's a bummer change, but it is worth noting again, there is a silver lining to this. It's healthy for the longevity of the platform, just in regards to revenue and stuff, um, and how HBAR circulates in general. So not all bad. It's not all bad guys. Um, also to FSCO talked about them quite a bit last episode um just again they drove headlines and are still driving headlines just with the um, key aspects of their use case which is basically a tech stack that allows the mastercard network to interface with the hedera network and fseo onboarding uh other users to hedera that were previously using the mastercard provenance uh blockchain product that was sunsetted FSCO being the largest user of that network and product from MasterCard. And in a tweet, uh, who said this tweet? They responded to a tweet. Um, so someone was just basically saying in general, uh, quote, it was the Ethereum mage on Twitter uh, said, quote, Hedera strategic partnership with FSCO, right? Fresh supply and integration with the continuity API and MasterCard network 
is driving the surge in HBAR price. Obviously, this was August 9th when we had a pump in HBAR. This collaboration opens up new opportunities for efficiency and value for both individuals and businesses. And FSCO responds to this, more coming. And this was on the 9th. So FSCO has been bold in the past when it comes to um, just kind of speculating on their own use case um, and teasing and laying those breadcrumbs. Even the CEO himself, David, who, has, who I've had on the show, um, you know, being very upfront with what's coming, what to expect, um, deep insights about the use case. Um, so FSEO, sometimes to me feels like the same interactions you'd get from like a community NFT project. That's really weird. They're very responsive in a good way. Um, so there's more coming from FSCO specifically in, I feel the MasterCard aspect um, and just on the MasterCard aspect in particular, there's so much you can cut. There's a whole tinfoil hat um, world you can get yourself in, but more coming from FSCO. So that to me is something to highlight. I'm going to be watching that news um, really uh, closely. Um, also too, just in regards to discussions more broadly, um, there are plenty more discussions, and this was surfaced and highlighted by Zepsi, um, you know, community member at the HBAR Foundation. Um, just on the topic of decentralization, I think this is healthy. There's a lot of conversation happening recently just in the crypto space on decentralization in particular. Um, and I want to bring this up just because not only is there a more visible conversation around decentralization happening, which is great for Hedera because you can make many arguments that Hedera is the most decentralized um, L1 in existence. Um, and there are many arguments you can make um, in, in opposition to that. Um, but that's exciting because I feel that Hedera is positioned to be at the forefront of these debates and conversations, further kind of catapulting the brand and awareness and 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 driving that curiosity. I think that um, any serious hashgraph enthusiast or investor starts out with skepticism, like really hardcore skepticism. You have to have it in Web3. Um, but I wanted to reference something that Mance said on a recent interview where he said, because of the governing council, um, and Lehman mentioned this too, what they've noticed uh, in the world outside of crypto is this crisis in governance of all of these networks and headlines of, uh, you know, these these scandals and hacks and all these different types of things, you know, fraud and, and, and even with some of these centralized uh, players and stuff, it spooks a lot of enterprise, right? And when you look at that quote unquote crisis of governance, Mance said specifically that when they go these days at this level of maturity to make these connections and pitches with enterprise, they literally just show the governing council and the conversation ends and they move on. Nothing else needs to be said. And I think with a lot of these enterprises seeing their peers and competitors across different geographies and markets, I think that um, that's an interesting component when you look at this conversation holistically, right? It feels like two different conversations happening, one inside of crypto about decentralization and one in kind of the enterprise side about governance. They're both talking about the same thing. Governance and decentralization can kind of be the same thing. Um, and I think that that conversation is going to continue to start merging. Um, but 
again, that disruptive nature, people are always going to talk about, oh, these scary enterprises and big companies that are part of Hedera. What does that mean? It's the Hashgraph Illuminati. You know, what's going on? And I think that, again, this stuff is going to create pathways for conversation and knowledge sharing and learning and um, all these different types of things. And it's healthy to see these criticisms. We've got to have the bubble burst. Um Something interesting, too, that was mentioned by Mance on a recent interview um, was he was asked kind of, well, what is, what is it going to take for the crypto ecosystem to um, head back into that bull market? Because Mance said, basically, um, there is no, uh, I just got a comment from HBAR Gremlin. Shout out to you, HBAR Gremlin. Uh, I mean, huge uh, member of the ecosystem. Tune in to... Um, his space is on Wednesdays. It's a space is focused on the NFT ecosystem. He does it with uh, Vicente uh, from the Vicizi project. So shout out to you, Gremlin. If you see him down there, um, give him a follow. Um, yeah, the, the convos today with Solo and Patches was just wild. Like, uh, how often is it? Like, it's such a special time to be in Hedera because, like, how often is it that like a, a major new use case launches and then like you know, a couple of days later, you're just like chatting with the CEO and connecting and, and bring up a, a fellow community member and builder and heavyweight in his own right. And just kind of like, you know, have patches up there and just kind of like, you know, it's, it's just, I, sometimes I do these new spaces and I'm just like, and I had King Solomon on the show, like right when we started to talk about some breaking news regarding, um, uh, potential connection between Hedera and the Fed now payment system with the recently announced integration with drop payments, which is a Hedera use case. Like, and, and I'm like, how deep are we into the show? We're almost two hours into the show. It's like, it's insanity. I mean, we were talking about how I started this for like 12 people on uh, clubhouse. Jesus nuts. Um, but it, you know, what Mance was saying um, on those interviews essentially saying like he doesn't see anything happening in the next year or two to be a catalyst to trigger a bull market. Um, he says that he doesn't see things shaping up in a big way for another year to two years, which I have to agree with. It sucks, but it's true. But he said, if there is a catalyst that could be a little bit of a, like a crazy variable that could, that could spur a bull market out of the blue, he says that that would probably come from the finance industry, from Wall Street specifically. And he cites stuff like the BlackRock spot ETF. Um, and what we did see is, is a bit of a rumor and breadcrumb just on that aspect in particular, which was um, according to contacts from inside BlackRock, an Investco spot Bitcoin ETF approved a matter of when, not if, likely in four to six months. So basically the the um the Galaxy CEO um on an earnings call, one of the parties involved with this, and of course the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF would just send shockwaves through the crypto ecosystem. This is this came from a Bloomberg terminal, trading terminal. Um, and the excerpt is basically, I'll just read quote. And again, this is from Mike, CEO of Galaxy. Quote, it's a big deal because both our contacts from the Investco side and from the BlackRock side get you to think that this is a question of when, not if. That the outside window 
This is particularly six months and, uh, you know, four to six months. So, you know, the takeaway here is could we see a spot Bitcoin ETF from BlackRock in the next four to six months? I think this is the type of thing Mance was talking about. If we do see a bull market in the, you know, within the year, um, you know, the fiscal year, not, not within 2023, um, that would be a stretch. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be spurred by something from Wall Street. It's not going to be really related to anything else. Um, and if we go even deeper, this is, I haven't heard anyone from Hedera or Swirls or the foundation speak to this specifically, um, is like, could also, we see the quote unquote decoupling of HBAR or Hedera on its own make a surprising upward move. What would need to be done to cause that within our own ecosystem? Is it a use case? Is it a governing council member? Is it a spike in TPS? Is it a combination of something? Obviously, they can't speak to those things because those are their secrets, right? But um, that's a third thing, which is very highly unlikely, but exciting to think about nonetheless. Um, also, Lunar Crush, which is the kind of leading go-to spot for tracking social sentiment for uh, the crypto ecosystem, um, they quoted Hedera's social activity has been soaring with 30 million engagements up 250% over the last week. This was published August 8th. So it does seem that, uh, you know, the growth of Hedera just as a brand on social media and awareness and engagements is growing quite a bit as well. So we're going up across the board. I do feel we're going to come into more intense headwinds. I, here's, there's a great saying, and I think it's so true for Hedera. And I think it's what we're going to experience. Um, the, 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 the further you climb up the mountain, the thinner the air gets. I think that because, again, Hedera Hashgraph is a disruptive technology, the further we go, the more adoption we get, the more awareness we generate, the more users we onboard, the harder it's going to get, I think, in the short term. I just think that's the the nature of what it's going to be. The more uh, momentum that we get, the more force that we get into into penetrating the, the, the masses, the more resistance that we're going to meet, the more difficult that it's going to get, and the more momentum we're going to require. It's going to be kind of a bit of a critical mass situation where if people want to talk about the true step function, the true hockey stick moment on the charts, the true uh, moon moment, I think it's going to happen after a period of intense growing resistance and intense growing growth and just that um, pressure. You know, I think it's going to keep building and building and building. Um, again, the debates we're having with the Albrand community, I think are just going to grow in intensity. And to me, for us community members, for us half graph enthusiasts, H barbarians, you know, what do we do in that situation, right? As things grow and pressure builds and all of these different crazy things happen, what do we do? I honestly, I'm just going to go off and do, we can go off and do our own things. we got Galaxy now. we got NFTs happening. We've got fun stuff happening. we got other networks. Let's just keep connecting with these people, other creators, other builders, the other little guys in this bear market. Like um, that's a way we could make the impact less intense and arguably 
increase the efforts and chances of success of other networks. I hate to say it, but it's like, you know, people say, you know, Hedera is a comp, you know, it, it, these are competitors of Hedera. And sure, we might have a dream that there's only, you know, three networks and Hedera is one of those and all those kinds of things. But like, yeah, there could be more networks. Like, you know, again, like who knows what's going to happen? I think that when we, when we look at that situation of, you know, that pressure building, uh, what could release the pressure? Having other people on your team, building those bridges, having that interoperability, right? And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, that's what it's all about. I think that the groundwork that we lay right now is going to make that easier down the road. And then just internally in our ecosystem, again, like I'm going to call out the foundation and Hedera and all those folks, the, the enterprises, the governing council and boards specifically. I think that what can help you guys out with those headwinds is, is tearing down those barriers and building those bridges with the Hedera consumer retail builder community out here, kind of the folks in this spaces, right? I think that that's something that can be done um, as well. So um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be intense, but Lunar Crush has the uh, stats and we're on the up and up. So let's go. Um, geez, what other stuff do I have going on? I got that. I mean, what else is big? Uh, I mean, PayPal launched a stable coin. Um, that's big. Obviously it's not on Hedera. So wah, wah. And I mean, they copy and pasted a, uh, some solidity code. So it's like not even that good, but I mean, PayPal stablecoin, it's good for headlines. Like, like we got like in this bear market, guys. Like we have to get used to this idea that other networks seeing success, other use cases that aren't related to Hedera seeing success is good for Hedera. We need the brand of crypto. We need the brand of NFTs. We need the brand of DLTs and blockchain to be improved, right? To be accepted by the masses and. In a again, in a bear market where things are this tough, geez, if I see PayPal doing a stable coin and it doesn't involve Hedera, it's like, great. They probably were working on it since before Hedera even existed. So it's like, it takes them forever anyways to get one of these things live. It's like, awesome. Let's get it live. Let's just, if we can create more positive experiences for regular people that involve crypto, it's like, great. You know, I think I'm confident in the technology of Hedera. Um, and I don't see another project um, succeeding, being a deterrent for Hedera succeeding. I mean, we will reach a point where um, we'll start to see some some intense head-to-head -head competition once the field is thin, but or the herd is thin. But until then, it's like, I mean, cool, you know, PayPal, stablecoin, crypto thing, like, great, you know. And uh, just to, just to you know, uh, just before we wind things down, um, uh, circling back to the beginning of the show, the breaking news that we had, um, and I'm curious. I'm going to go on the the, the uh, Hedera subreddit just to see if any real time conversation has been happening on this. Um, and I just am getting reports now. Uh, breaking more breaking news. Um, I am looking at the charts. Um, and uh, HBAR, Hedera, has just surged to six cents uh, once more. Um, this is coming in live from CoinMarketCap. Um, and, and I mean, when I say breaking news, I mean I got an alert on my telephone 
Um, but uh, look at this, guys. Just as we've been talking, HBAR has risen 7.2% uh, today. Um, and can I go to the hour on here? I don't know if I can, but up substantially. Um, we just are approaching a $2 billion market cap once again. We're holding steady at um, number 30 for market cap. Um, we were at number 30 for volume, um, and now we're at number 83, but we are seeing an increase in volume of 21% um, at about $30 million of volume, and that's largely happening again over the last hour. So over the last hour, HBAR has rode up from 5.6 cents to 6 cents, um, up 7.2% for the day. HBAR is pumping, ladies and gentlemen. Um, is it Galaxy? I don't know. Is it the FedEx kind of connection through drop? Maybe, probably not. I have no idea. Who knows? Um, uh, am I going to be able uh, to afford to subscribe to everybody that I want to subscribe to on Galaxy? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, and this this uh, this guy's moving. Um, I know we got to wind down the show, but this is just kind of happening in real time. So I'm going to load up my trading view charts. I haven't done this in a while, guys. Um, so uh, this is happening. Um, and I want to see if this is just one of those like little uh, fun moments or if we're actually witnessing um, something wild happening. So I'm just going to take a peek here. Um, and we're going to find out if this is a drill or not. Um, so we we did see it rise up to 6.2 uh, cents. We're seeing a correction back down to 6 cents. Um, and there is a chance of us holding um, a floor at 6 cents uh, at some point. Uh, let me see if I can get... Um, uh, are my indicators loading? I don't know. I can't see my support resistance levels. Let me load up my uh, trading view. Uh, yeah, this is, this is happening in real time. I'm doing some technical analysis here, guys, um, with HBAR currently. We're shooting up. We're all going to make it. Um, okay, so let's go down to the 15-minute charts and see what's going on. So I'm seeing potential support at $0.06 cents now. Um, I'm using kind of an algorithmic, um, uh, you know, support resistance um, uh, indicator. Um, but... Yeah, uh, so we are seeing quite, I don't know if I cut out when I switch apps. I mean, I don't know how X is working. I, I'm, I would be surprised if this Spaces is still running, um, going this long so far. So I mean, if Spaces is still running, shout out to you, Spaces. Um, but we are seeing HBAR having a rise up. And I'm going down to the minute charts here. And... We are seeing volume spikes. It looks like a big buy was done just at about seven or eight o'clock, which is interesting. Or no, actually, uh, there was another one done. So yeah, we're seeing this is really recent. Like this is stuff happening um, right now, guys. Um, so we'll stick with it just for a little bit here as I wind down the show. I don't want to leave anybody hanging. Um, if it, if we do see something crazy happen, maybe I'll go live again. So make sure to follow along and stuff. If we do see a wild move in H bar, of course, I'll go live on Twitter spaces and start work late tomorrow. Um, but we're back at six cents. That's the big headline here. That's the big breaking news guys. 
Um, but I'll keep an eye on the charts, but we're going to wind down the show because it's been a while. I got to I gotta watch some TV or unplug my brain or something. I'm overstimulated from the week. This has been wild. Uh, I can't, uh, can't keep up with all this stuff. It's crazy. Um, so another week behind us and another week ahead. Uh, before I share my quick final thoughts for the week, a huge shout out to everyone listening live on Twitter Spaces right now. Another shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and an extra shout out to all supporters of the show. The contributions mean so much. Um, and thank you too. like we had Solo Cisse on uh, from Galaxy CEO to talk about the launch, all the exciting things happening there. Some feedback about the app, uh, some alpha was shared. Um, turns out they might be doing some major upgrades to the Explore page. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Also, patches hopped up um, from Turtle Moon uh, and HGraph. Um, awesome. It was great dynamic having both those guys up there. Um, also, too, King Solomon um, coming up as well at the top of the show to talk about the breaking news from the drop Fed now type stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I talked about the theme of the show disruption. I'm watching it happen live potentially on my H bar charts right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hedera is a disruptive technology. The further we climb up the mountain, the thinner the air is going to get. The further we go along, the more success we see, the more resistance we're going to have. Um, and the further up the charts we go in price, also the more resistance we're going to see. Like that's just the name of the game. It's all the building that pressure that momentum and expanding out the ecosystem. I mean, I could go on and on, but the, that's the way it goes. Um, and that's a wrap for Hashgraph News and Rumors episode 87, broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms the following Monday. You'll be able to listen to the recording of this on Twitter Spaces um, right away, but on all major podcast platforms tomorrow. Try to get it done on time if Twitter Spaces downloads thing is working properly. Sorry, X Spaces. Oh, I got to retype my friggin' script now. Oh my God. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can send an HBAR contribution to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The show's full Hedera address is in the podcast show notes, YouTube description, and in the mega thread pinned to the top of the Jumbotron. Get all the info you need about the show at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Um, you can also send me a tip on Galaxy. Uh, I've got a little tip jar there. You can send a tip. Try that out. Um, another quick mention, uh, dropping a Breakthrough Music NFT on Hedera. It's multi-file. Um, it's a song for the Hedera community called Hello Future written with my best friend and business partner, Joshua Dirksen, through our creative firm, Dirksen and Davenport. It's a vibe, guys, that drops on Turtle Moon Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern um, for 50 H-Bar, right? This is a 3D collectible, a song written for you and a music video in one NFT for a couple bucks. That's what music should be, guys. And there's also a deluxe edition, there's like 14 files in it. It's like crazy. Uh, there's only 50 of them. So keep an eye out for that. Tuesday. I'm not even kidding. Grab one of these. Um, it's a couple bucks. Let's make music on Hedera. 
a big deal because I think that that's going to bring a lot of people over. I think that music is going to be a very exciting thing for people. Um, and I'll see you next Sunday. I'm watching the charts here. We're still at six cents. So I think we're going to just, I think we're going to ride out at six cents for a bit, guys. Um, set your price alerts. I would honestly set a price alert for five and a half cents in case we go down. I would also set a price alert probably for 6.2 cents. That'd be a good indicator of upward momentum. I also have a price alert for seven cents. Um, so check that out. Just again, it's, it, it, you know, we might, uh, we might see some serious moves on H bar. Like we've been, it's been giddy up guys. Like we hit six cents, um, for the first time in a while, just recently. And here we are again, man, what an exciting time to be in this ecosystem. I said that I, I, I said this recently, but it does feel, I am getting the same feeling as I had back in 2021, just at the beginning of H bar. I don't know what it is. Something's in the air, guys. Something's in the air. And as usual, what I'm going to do is if you see somebody listening to the show right now and you don't recognize their profile picture, literally send them a DM right now. Say hello. You both have something in common. You've been listening to this spaces for over two hours. So clearly you are kindred spirits. Connect. Bridge the gap. Um, and if you see somebody you recognize, send them a message right now. If you're listening to the spaces, send them a message, ask them what's new. I guarantee you they got something new going on. Also too, like I guarantee you all have, you know, Galaxy profiles and stuff. Um, I don't want it to seem like I'm sponsored by Galaxy or like endorsing Galaxy. It's just literally the only escape that I have from social media right now. So um, that's why I talk about it so much. Um, and with that, hello future. Goodbye past.